This program is presented by the MCTV Network, a service of the City of Midland, Michigan. This presentation coincides with programming on Midland Government Television, covering government affairs in the City of Midland. The following presentation of the Midland City Planning Commission will begin in a moment. The Midland City Planning Commission is responsible for overseeing the City's Master Plan, conducting public hearings, and offering recommendations to the City Council on a wide range of local land use issues. The Planning Commission consists of nine Midland residents who are appointed by the City Council. Planning Commission meets two Tuesdays per month at 7 p.m. in Council Chambers at City Hall. This presentation is provided by the MCTV Network, a service of the City of Midland. Replays of this meeting can be found on MGTV channel 188 on Charter Spectrum, through channel 99 on AT&T U-verse, or on demand at www.cityofmidlandmi.gov. Select meetings are available on MCTV Network's Government Affairs podcast channel. Hey, welcome to the regular meeting of the Midland City Planning Commission for Tuesday, March 9th, 2021. Okay, uh, this meeting is being held electronically uh, due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, first thing on the agenda is the meeting is now called to order. Uh, roll call, Mr. Marshall, would you please call roll? Kohlinger. Here. State where you're from, please. Midland, Michigan, thank you for the reminder. Rogers. Here, uh, Midland, Michigan. Nasek. Here, Midland, Michigan. Bain. Ohm in Midland, Michigan. Seibel. Here, Midland, Michigan. Roderick. Here, Midland, Michigan. Pine. Here, Midland, Michigan. And Mayville. Here in Midland, Michigan. Okay, uh, moving on, agenda item number three, <laughs> approval of the minutes. Are there any changes? Doesn't sound like any. I uh, have any motion to approve. Mr. Commissioner Hine, I move we approve the minutes from our last meeting. Commissioner okay. Rod, second that. Perfect. We have a motion to approve in a second. Mr. Marshall, would you please take a roll call vote? Yes. Uh, Broderick. Yes. Hine. Yes. Mayville. Yes. Collinger. Andrew, you're on mute. Yes. Rogers. Yes. Panasic. Yes. Bain. Yes. And Seibel. Yes. Okay, that's approved. Moving on, we do have uh, one public hearing tonight. It is site plan number 405. It's a request by Lampham Associates for site plan review and approval of 11,076 11, square foot Early Explorers Child Care and Learning Center located at 300 Joseph Drive. And with that, I think uh, Grant, you're gonna do the presentation. Uh, do we- Yeah, Mr. Chair, go to if Sean I may, first. Yeah, go ahead, Sean. Mr. Chair, this Commissioner Panasic, um, I'm gonna have to ask uh, to excuse myself from the site plan review as I have a conflict of interest. 
my family owns the property and our construction company is the general contractor for this project. Okay, uh, Mr. Marshall, do we need to uh, vote on that or just accept it or? Um, that does not take a vote at all. Um, we would just ask that uh, Commissioner Panasic actually remove himself from the um, from the meeting. And then um, once we finish uh, this review, um, we'll bring him back in. Okay, great, thank you. With that, I think they're gonna kind of put him in a corner or something in the meeting, however they do that. Yes. And so uh, with that, Mr. Marshall, uh, please go ahead. All right. So as you said, Chairman, this is site plan number 405. Um, Early Explorers Child Care and Learning Center um, is the main tenant within the proposed building. Um, the uh, agent representing the application this evening is Lapin Associates, and this is pro um, property located at 300 Joseph Drive. Uh, the subject site is zoned um, OS office service, and the proposal is for a child care facility just over 7,000 square feet, with the remainder of 4,000 square feet being dedicated to a future professional office tenant. Looking at the subject site here on the map, um, this is a site that was actually the subject of a recent zoning petition in the last year or so. Um, so we may be familiar with this particular part of the city um, dealing with business most recently. Um, but we're on the south side of Joseph Drive to the east of Jefferson Avenue, north of US 10. Um, this property is uh, to the side of Wildfire Credit Union, um, really sandwiched between Wildfire Credit Union and Ivy Terrace Senior Housing. Um, and to the south is the um, Midland Soccer Complex, as you can see here on the aerial. Zooming in on the site itself, uh, this aerial is from last year in 2020. And so there is a, a large amount of the site that is uh, grass uh, with some trees that are in the area of the site subject to this evening's um, uh, a petition. I do wanna draw attention to the fact that this is actually just a um, the about 200 and some feet um, of the eastern portion of the site, the balance of the site, which is just over 400 feet is being retained um, uh, for vacant or as vacant uh, for the future. So we're really looking at the very eastern portion of this site where my cursor is at here, uh, where these trees are located. <clears throat> the um, zoning map that went out um, showing the, um, the subject zoning of the site, um, it has not been updated. That was one thing I, I noticed this evening as I was preparing for this petition, but we did have this zoning petition 627 that was approved to rezone the area to the left of that red line um, to RC Regional Commercial. So the subject's property that we're dealing with um, or area of the property is the, the remainder of that parcel um, the eastern portion, which does uh, still keep or still have its OS office service zoning. Um, so that would make surrounding zoning of this site, um, regional commercial to the west, uh, community, COM to the south, office service to the east, and then RB, multiple family residential to the north. Um, but this is a, a really a transitioning type of area of the city going from more of the um, auto-oriented commercial uses <clears throat> along Jovan Boulevard um, towards the residential living and recreational uses um, to the east. When looking at the site plan that's been submitted to us, the applicant is proposing a single access drive off of Joseph Drive <clears throat> with a pedestrian connection just off to the east of that, um, leading into a sidewalk system that would surround the building itself. Uh, the building highlighted here in blue um, is really an L shape with parking that would be on the northern side 
access driveway on the western side um, leading back to a dumpster and then um, additional parking spaces uh, back behind this wing of the building. Um, they have identified a playground that would be located uh, to the south of the proposed building in this area where my cursor is at and that would be just north of the stormwater retention basin that would be located at the very back part of the property. <clears throat> they have also included a landscaping plan as part of this, which shows landscaping also um, adjacent to the street throughout the site and then also in specific islands and peninsulas within the, um, the parking lot, um, as you can see highlighted here um, in a couple of the areas um, uh, surrounding the, uh, the parking um, spaces. Uh, they have shown a bike rack on the site uh, to be compliant with that standard of the ordinance um, and the sidewalk system does lead primarily around the building itself um, within that connection back out onto the street facilitating a, a pedestrian um, walking experience um, to and from this site. Um, some notable features of the proposal is that this is a mixed use type of building with professional office as well as child care. Um, with the, the larger portion being reserved for that child care use. Um, in staff's review, we found that the site plan is compliant um, with most of the city's ordinances, including parking, landscaping, utilities, and the preliminary stormwater, um, as well as um, setback requirements and, um, and uh, uh, setbacks for parking lot and the like. Uh, we have noticed a couple of things that are, are um, outside of what we usually deal with at this time in the site plan review process, uh, one of which is an updated landscaping calculations. If you look through the, the landscaping calculations, it does um, indicate what is required from adjacent to the street as well as within the parking lot, um, but it doesn't necessarily show how many are being provided um, in comparison to what is um, required of them. So. Staff believes that the applicant is showing a compliant landscaping plan and that there shouldn't be a lot of changes along with that. We just wanna have the calculations be accurately reflected on the landscaping portion of the site plan. Uh, the other item that was brought up is the shared vehicle access provisions uh, with the property to the west. And if I go back to this image here, uh, maybe one more, um, we can see uh, that the Ivy Terrace driveway is located just off the property line to the east and you have just over 200 feet um, of space between these two driveways. It's not quite um, what's required from a spacing perspective. And so what staff is asking um, the applicant to provide is a means of shared access with the balance of the site to the west. Um, that does satisfy the city's ordinances because if we're doing shared access, we have flexibility on the spacing standards because we know this is going to accommodate future development um, to, the, to the west. Um, it's also a best practice of the city to try and have um, shared access in developments like this so that we avoid numerous individual access points along um, our major corridors. Um, probably a, a good example of that is if we go back um, a couple slides, Ivy Terrace to the east is uh, has their own driveway on the, the western part of their site and then it actually shares access with Joseph's Run. Um, continuing back out to Joseph Drive. So we've, we've got a good um, uh, kind of uh, situation in place with the adjoining sites to the east. And this is something that we want to continue, uh, which is why that was brought up in the staff commentary. Um, since the staff report was issued, I do want to report that we have had some um, very productive conversations with um, the applicant and the developer of this um, project. 
And they've come forward and said, um, thinking about this site, as well as the remainder of the site, which is again, an additional 400 front, uh, feet of frontage on Joseph Drive, um, they would request that they would be able to have two access points shown um, as seen here with these arrows, which would allow shared access um, throughout uh, the entirety of, um, of this entire area. Um, staff has reviewed that proposal. We do find it to be compliant with ordinance requirements of the city. Um, we also are quite happy that the applicant or developer has chosen to engage with us on this conversation to try and find a amenable solution um, that meets the criteria for this site plan and thinks about um, the property to the west um, in the future as it relates to vehicle access. <clears throat> I think we'll hear a little bit more from the applicant um, in regards to that um, when they are able to speak as part of the public hearing. Um, but tonight, Chairman, is the uh, public hearing on this item. Um, if you recall, we do have rules of procedure that do require the Planning Commission to wait two weeks after the public hearing has been held. Um, and that's something that we wanted to stick with as part of the transition process um, or as, as, as a result of um, the final approval of site plans coming from City Council down to the Planning Commission. So the schedule on that would be um, having consideration of this site plan um, at the next meeting, which would be March 23rd. Um, we have not received any public comments ahead of this evening's uh, public hearing, um, but with that, Chairman, I will um, turn it over to you and, and certainly entertain any questions. Okay, uh, Commissioners, uh, do you have questions for Grant, please? Uh, this is James Bain. I have two real quick ones. Uh, they're both kind of related, I think, to that, uh, you know, updated vehicle access situation. Would this uh, grant uh, improve that one uh, item under item 10 about uh, being a little problematic with the uh, DART access if they had those multiple entry points? Uh, that is correct. If this site becomes shared with um, <clears throat> the property to the west um, and eventually with a curb cut that would be in, in this, um, this second location here, you could have a nice um, circular uh, connectivity, which would allow for Dial-A-Ride to pull in, um, be able to access the site and then pull back out. Um, it would be an improvement in that regard. Yeah, and kind of related to that under 17, you know, health and safety concerns. Uh, this says, you know, comply with apl applicable regulations. Are there any regulations we uh, that apply here uh, you know, are child care facilities regulated in, in a way that uh, uh, would be of our interest? One thing that's kind of related is some places I've been don't like schools or child care to have backup vehicles backing up, you know, near, you know, small children. And so having, you know, this similar to what the dial ride is doing. Uh, are there any regulatory concerns about that that come into play or just any others in general that we there should are, be cognizant of? Yeah, um, there are not uh, requirements um, in the city's uh, site plan review process or really even within our ordinances that would uh, prohibit there to be backup parking spaces um, <clears throat> or other type of health and safety considerations. Um, a lot of that is is left up to the state of Michigan to regulate on site, um, and so requirements on the playground and other things within the internal to the building is going to be under the purview of the state as part of Lara's um, 
uh, licensing for the childcare facility itself, um, but we don't have any special considerations for childcare facilities. Okay, so the licensing process then would ensure compliance with those regular any applicable state or federal or other regulations that aren't particular within our purview then. That is correct. Okay, that's all I have on this one. Great, thank you, James. Uh, other questions, commissioners? Uh, this is Commissioner Collinger. Um, question regarding, um, similar question with access. Um, Grant, just curious if there's any disadvantage or risk to um, the uh, the second driveway? I mean, at a base level, you've got twice as many curb cuts as you would otherwise, um, which I know is to a certain degree part of shared access as well. So um, does that make sense from a question? <laughs> I, I, I kind of, let me see if I can understand, um, <clears throat> see if I understand you correctly. So. So if so, are you suggesting that we may there could be a possibility of just a single access for this entire property itself? Um, so so a couple of things. One that this is about 600 linear feet of frontage, and the ordinance allows by right um, properties to have um, multiple driveways in excess of 300 feet, and so we're really double that. So so we are getting to a point where we have um, authorization under the ordinance that does allow for. Um, or entitles properties to have um, individual um, or multiple access points, if you will. Um, <clears throat> the other thing too is that it's it's helpful for us to have a, um, a, a property owner and a developer that are willing to work with us on this because um, they do have the opportunity to be able to split this property and then we'd be looking at individual access points for each of those divisions. Um, we're wanting to deal with this at this point now um, in order to ensure we don't have that kind of situation in the future. But um, but I do think because of how long it is, a, one single access point is probably not um, uh, really the most efficient way or the most um, the best design, um, given how large this, large this frontage is. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, the advantages to your point are quite clear and it's really encouraging that the developer is working um, with us and with the city in this way. And, there are already disadvantages. It sounds like it's on the flip side of the equation, which is to having only one driver for this large of a parcel. So appreciate the response. Hey, thank you, Andrew. Other commissioners, questions? This is Commissioner Hying. Uh, looking at the uh, at the proposed construction and the size of the property, it looks like it's a bit. If I want, if I might say, it looks like it has been shoehorned in just a little bit. The question I have, Grant, is how what and i couldn't really pick it up what are the dimensions of the of the front of the roads and parking area in front of the building i mean it, and i trust that the uh, all the emergency services have taken a look at the design and said yeah we can live with this mm -hmm. um so are you talking about maybe like the width of the parking aisle and, and, right. the parking and, and, within, and everything. within front of the building, if you want to call it to the west of it. Yes. Yes. Yep. So, so what you're actually seeing here on this particular image is that um, fire apparatus uh, turnaround spacing um, with the red lines. And so the, the design is, is large enough to allow for a fire truck to pull in, access this hydrant in this location here where that red dot is um, and be able to, um, to be able to respond to a fire in the unfortunate event if there was a fire at this location. So, so fire has taken a look at it. Um, it is tight um, when it comes to the way um, that you have um, the spacing. Um, 
a little bit tighter than maybe what we have seen in, in previous designs. Although a great example of a site that has um, accommodated a number of parking spaces in a very tight area and it works rather well is the um, the senior living facility to the Mid East um, Ivy Terrace. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, so I guess to answer your question, staff has looked at that. Um, we've looked at it from a, um, a, a fire emergency access perspective, as well as a maneuvering perspective for individual passenger vehicles and found it to be um, adequate and compliant. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Uh, other questions, commissioners? Doesn't sound like any. Uh, Grant, I have one. Uh, it appears there is a fence around the playground, um, the way it's uh, shown on the drawing. Do we know what the depth of that stormwater basin is going to be? Is there any issue with children um, getting into where there could be stormwater uh, um, in that basin? So I don't have the exact dimension of the depth of that, that stormwater basin, but what I can say is that engineering has looked at this and found that it does not need to have a, um, a fence around it because of the slope of the sides. Um, it's also intended to be the type of stormwater um, retention area that will be primarily dry um, unless during a, a rain event. So, um, so yeah, so it's, uh, it is intended to, and at, at its max capacity, it's, it's only a couple of um, inches of water that would be in it, um, except during, of course, a, a major storm event. Okay, I was looking at the elevations on the exact map you have there. I have up on my other iPad, and just kind of looking at that, it looks like it's the same elevation around most of the site. So you're saying it's just to retain a little bit of water. That, that's correct. Yep. For okay. Period of time. Great. Any other questions, commissioners? No. Thank you, Grant. We're going to move on in the public hearing process. Uh, petitioner uh, presentation. Uh, if the petitioner is here, um, great. Grant's going to give us. If the petitioner is here, when you come on, if you would please state your name and address, uh, that would be very helpful. Grant, you're going to go through the process here. Or? Uh, yes. Um, so I think we're going to be able to elevate them um, to be able to speak and if they um, are able to unmute themselves that would be the bottom left of the screen um, yep. looks like we may have Scott Bell are ready to go yes sir Grant I appreciate your uh, great presentation uh, it's, it's great to be in front of you folks again I, I really can't wait to meet with you all in the chambers again though I'm <laughs> kind of missing those meetings believe it or not <laughs> but uh, I, I uh, there isn't a whole lot more for me to talk about on this site. Uh, as always, Grant did a wonderful job of uh, Okay, of I, I'm sorry, if I could, could I have your first and last name and address, please? Yes, of course. Uh, my last name is Bell, first name Scott. I'm with Lapham Associates and I'm in West Branch, Michigan, 116 South 3rd Street, if you need the address. Great, thank you very much, Scott. Go ahead, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no problem. Um, I should have, I should have known to do that right off the bat. Um, yeah, what we have uh, is, is about an acre and a half of, uh, of real estate uh, with a proposed daycare facility, uh, uh, well, child care facility. 
Um, just to kind of clarify some of the things, this is a, a younger children, I believe it's eight and under that will be uh, utilizing this facility. So it's not uh, some of the older children that would be running around and things. Uh, hence the fenced in playground in the back to contain, uh, keep the children contained within that area. Um, the uh, this, the site itself, uh, we've we've provided parking, uh, as much parking as we can, as we do have a, a tenant space that we're not totally sure whether that might be a medical type facility, which requires more parking than like an insurance office, for example, which doesn't require as much uh, parking spaces. So we've, uh, we've done our best to accommodate all that, hence the, the tight parking lot. Uh, um, but we, we were able to manipulate things in that parking lot and work it with fire and safety and at least uh, get that approval. Um, as mentioned, uh, the, the, the owners and the developers have been uh, uh, talking with, with Grant in, in regards to access. Uh, uh, it's a concern with having the ability to dial a ride to pull in and turn around. They won't be able to, but uh, uh, I think that we've reached a happy medium with the proposing a, a curb cut down the road and connecting the parking lots in the future. Um, we will certainly reflect that on the site plan that there is a, uh, a proposed connection that will happen to the west off of our proposed parking lot at some point in the future. Um, if, if deemed necessary, it might be in the future, it's not deemed even necessary, but uh, we are willing to have that as part of this uh, to get this approval at this time. That's, uh, that's reasonable. Um, regarding a couple of the questions, uh, Yes, uh, Lara, Lara regulates these uh, facilities, so they will be looking at things and making sure all the safety aspects are taken care of there. Um, the, uh, the, the detention basin that's in the rear is, is during high water, I think it's maybe three or four feet deep, but hence we have the fenced in area to keep the children right in within that fenced area. So there won't be an open playground in the back that they could run around into the parking lot. Uh, but uh, other than that, I think, uh, like I said, Grant pretty much addressed everything. Um, I'd be happy to answer any questions. I, th I think uh, I think Grant's done a great job so far answering those questions. So I don't, I'm not sure that there's really uh, much more for us to, to offer to you folks. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll take any questions you have at this time. Hey, commissioners, uh, do you have questions for Scott Bell? One quick one. What are James Bain? What are the hours that you anticipate, or is this primarily for working hours, or would you also be catering to people like maybe children of a nurse who, you know, work shift, or or has that been determined? Um, I'm not quite sure on that. Uh, I would probably, if the owners are available, to defer to talk to about that. But I believe it would be like a seven to seven type of operation. It's not an all night operation. Uh, I believe that they will, uh, I'm not sure how late in the day they will work, but it is geared towards the, the nine to five type of, of, of workers that will be using this facility. Okay, thank you. Okay, other questions? Does not look like there are any. Thank you very much, Mr. Bell. Thank you. Okay, um, 
Grant, I'm following the public hearing process. I think we got a bit of a change at the bottom, right? Because we have to consider this at the end. But for now, public comments in support of the petition. If there are, if you would um, identify yourself, the uh, host, I think, will uh, turn on your mic and then state your name and address if you do come on. Public comments in support of the petition. Doesn't look like anybody's coming on. Okay, I'll move on. Moving on, uh, public comments in opposition to the petition. Same thing, if there's public comments in opposition to this petition, if you would uh, please indicate that you wanna speak and then state your name and address. Again, it doesn't look like there are any comments. Okay, moving on. Uh, opportunity for the petitioner on any final comments. So Mr. Bell, any final comments? No, sir. I believe, uh, I believe we've given you uh, all the information that we can at this time. All right, great. Thank you. So we're going to close the public hearing now and we'll have some... Um, we want some deliberation now, Grant. I just want a clarification. We have ever since we had the change, I don't believe we had a site plan where we're going to. We're in the past. We would weigh the rules and then you know look to move on. So, if you could help with that, I can. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think we're going to want to change a little bit of the language on the agenda um, because yeah. with site plans, at least um, we'd actually ask that you don't deliberate anything currently, um, unless. Uh, the only thing we would really ask is if there's other questions or uh, additional information that the Planning Commission would like to have in two weeks time. Um, but a, a deliberation or a um, indication of, of kind of where you're at at this point is uh, would not be appropriate. We would ask that you'd wait until two weeks from now and we would uh, bring that forward as old business. Great. Thank you. That's why I was asking. I felt that that one needed to be changed there. So any uh, last questions, commissioners? No, all right. So in two weeks' time, we'll go through uh, the deliberation process and consideration. Very good. Thank you. Moving on in the agenda, there is no old business. Uh, item six on the agenda, public comments unrelated to items on the agenda. If there's any public comments, um, indicate uh, yourself to a meeting host and they'll unmute you if you do come on. State your name and address, please, and then your comments. I always wonder how long to wait here for this pause. It's really okay. hard virtually. <clears throat> yes, um, we do have a couple of people that are still in the audience. So um, just a reminder, it would be the bottom left of the screen if you are wanting to unmute, if you're joined us on a device. It'd also be star six if you've happened to join us from a phone calling in. But it looks like we have everyone um, that has logged in. So that would be the bottom left. It's always that uncomfortable pause. <laughs> okay, it doesn't sound like there's anybody coming on. Okay, we'll move on. Item seven on the agenda, new business. Um, item A, the 2020 Planning Commission Annual Report. Uh, Grant, are you going to review that? 
yes. So um, it, it's been a couple of years actually since we've done an annual report, but this is something that we actually uh, should be doing uh, as a requirement of the Redevelopment Ready Communities Program. Um, and so staff has put together the, the report that was included within your um, packet. I, I don't intend to go through it in, in extraordinary detail, um, but I do want to point out some of the summary findings that we found. Um, this is on the uh, third page of the document itself. Um, during the calendar year of 2020, um, there was actually 20 different items that the Planning Commission took um, um, action on. That included uh, the annual capital improvement plan, 10 total site plans, uh, five zoning map amendments, one zoning text amendment, a rather notable one, um, two conditional use permits, and then one planned unit development. Um, there is, of course, the details of each of these um, as it goes through and um, is specific to the individual meetings and the items that were um, dealt with at that time um, in those meetings. Um, of course, at the end, we do offer or um, make mention of some specific training opportunities that were offered during that year. Um, certainly, I would be looking for some feedback on the report, the the, um, the kind of the, the layout or the template of the port, um, the contents of it. Um, we're, we're certainly open to feedback as it relates to um, what's contained within. Um, and so that's, that's really the, the intent of why we do this. And it's actually kind of a nice experience to be able to look back and, and look uh, comprehensively at, at the work that's been done over the last year um, since even though we had a, a pandemic and a massive shift in how we were continuing to meet, we still had quite a bit of work that got accomplished um, in those 12 months. Okay, uh, comments back for uh, Grant, everyone. I have, go ahead. I was just gonna say, looks uh, very neat and I easy to follow. I think it's well-organized, good work. Okay, thank you, Jeremy. Uh, James, go ahead. Uh, just a couple quick things. Uh, first on page four, a typo conducted 11 meetings and he had 15 in parentheses. Good catch. On the next page, let me get my glasses on. Uh, under uh, CUP 68, the second line was for a two single. I think you want to strike the word two. Yes. And on training, I may have been the only one who went, but there was a citizen planner uh, virtual meeting on plan for the unexpected, uh, you know, about, uh, uh, you know, contingency planning. And it was timely in that it was just after the uh, flood event. And, you know, of course, Midland was spotlighted for that, but, uh, 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 it was a good session, again, put on by the uh, Michigan State Extension. If I was the only one there, it might not make sense to include it. But if anybody else was, we might want to just say that that was another uh, timely and very well done training opportunity. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I, did we have anyone else attend? And in general, you know, even though these things were virtual, there was a benefit 
of that kind of in a right left-handed way and that more people could participate than we normally would. Mm -hmm. And the only other comment is as, as I read through what we're required to do, you know, that this, this hits all the bases. Uh, the thing that did impress me last year was how some of the plans and actions we took in prior years were actually being, you know, brought to fruition this year. I don't know if that's uh, something we'd want to say, or it doesn't really fit into the, the narrow scope of what should be in a report. But uh, looking back, that was, you know, seeing things like the Costco being built and a couple of the other construction projects that uh, may have been, you know, set up in either plan modifications or other activities in previous years where, you know, actually seeing those plans brought to fruition may be worth just a sentence. Mm -hmm. But again, yeah. that's not within the strict scope of what needs to be included. Yeah, you're right. Um, and I think um, it's true. I mean, even sort of that rezoning request that we talked about this evening with that um, that site, that was something that followed the master plan change that took place yeah. back in 2018. So, so, um, so yes, how we kind of tell that story in a in a concise manner. Um, if if the commission thinks that that's something that would be um, valuable to add into that, staff can can certainly um, amend the report um, in that way. Yeah, it's a good pickup, James. Uh, my input grant on that uh, might be a category called impact and how things um, were followed through on and uh, we aligned things with uh, any master plan or master plan changes uh, with zoning and in the follow on uh, actual uh, construction with the site plans and that. And sure. that might fit under, I talked about it a meeting or two ago about looking at impact that we might have. And uh, I think what James said kind of brings that word to mind for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is Commissioner Kohlinger had a, uh, a similar thought, not quite well articulated. So I appreciate uh, everyone else's feedback. I, I guess in similar or different context and looking at a similar report, even if there isn't a conclusion or a recommendation, there's there's something to kind of um, kind of draw that together, and I think impact is a, a really good way to do that. Um, another possible way to potentially do it is just to give a little bit more context of okay, we saw X amount of uh, we had X amount of meetings, we saw X amount of planning uh, petitions, X amount of zoning text amendments. How does that compare to like the previous year or maybe even the previous two years? Just to kind of see trends over time might be another way to, to tell the story about that impact. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe a little table, Andrew. I, my mind kind of went to a table when you said that, so. Yeah, I'm cognizant too, Grant, of I, I don't profess to understand the, the, uh, the what requirements, because um, obviously this report is set up by uh, re the readiness community um, program. And so don't know how much of this is um, discretionary versus not, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, um, really what we have um, and that's proposed is is um, very much meets the intent of it. Um, and so anything beyond it is really up to our discretion. So 
Um, so I think it's it's really intended to be something that's beneficial to the community. And so um, wanting it to be maybe a, a bit more of a storytelling document that shows trends um, and the like is, is something that we could um, put a little bit more work into. Okay, where does this go to after uh, this grant? Uh, does this have to be approved by city council? Uh, um, it, it's actually a receive and file that would take place at city council. So once it's gone through the planning commission and it's been formally adopted, it would then get advanced to city council for their um, for their take. So we're the formal adoption body. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Were you so, looking for adoption tonight or? Well, I think based off of what's been brought up to date, I think um, <clears throat> I would rather take another stab at it, um, if that's all right with you, Chairman, um, and the commission, mm -hmm. and, and come back with a little bit more of a uh, robust to it and um, and come back at the next meeting on, on the 23rd for um, a requested action at that time. Are we under any time, or more to the point, are you under any time pressure to get this done? Does it need to be done by like the end of the month or? Uh, not anything that soon, ideally by the end of the year. Um, but uh, but yes, I think um, we don't, there is no specific time uh, crunch, but I think it's something that we'd want to get done sooner than later. Okay, thank you. Okay. Any other uh, input uh, for Grant, commissioners? Uh, one last piece of input for me. I could be completely missing it, but um, I love uh, the color coding um, and I can intuit what each color means, but I have to work my way there. So if there's any way to include uh, a key, um, yeah. would be really helpful unless it's there and I'm completely missing it, like I said. It is not, so we'll do that. Okay, thank you. Ready to move on uh, to next agenda item, Grant, or? Yes. Okay, so we have uh, boards and commissions code of conduct. All right, so um, this was also something that was included within the packet for your review. It's a conduct code that was just, um, adopted by city council um, and they're asking all members of boards and commissions to then um, review uh, the contents and sign off um, to adhere to the content um, or the code of content. And so um, what we're actually asking um, for all of you to consider is taking a look at this um, and then being able to sign it and send it back to um, Rachel and the planning department um, by the end of the month. Um, this is something that all of city council has not only adopted, but also signed on to. Um, and like I said, all, all boards and commissions members will be asked to do this. So if there are any specific questions related to um, the code, um, you can either ask them now, you can certainly email me um, as you review the document in, in more detail if, if you haven't already uh, this evening, um, and we'll do our best to answer those questions or um, uh, ask others, uh, maybe the city attorney or the city manager's office, if there's other folks that need to clarify some points as well. Okay, commissioners, you have questions. So we have a uh, request for an action by all of us to read, review, ask questions back if you need to, and we could do some of that now, or we can uh, do that uh, by writing or email. Um, and we have to send back an actual physical document signed by the end of March to uh, Rachel. So are any questions or comments? Just want to go ahead. 
Mr. Chairman, just wanted to clarify, or, or Grant, either one of you, does it need to be an actual physical copy of it, or can I print this off, sign it, scan it, and email it? Is that Will that work? Um, email is actually probably the best um, okay. way to get it in. And so you can either um, print it off, sign it, scan it, and send it back to us via email um, PDF. Um, if you have the means to sign it electronically um, through DocuSign or through Adobe, um, that's also what we can accept as well. Could you accept like a photo, you know, of a signed document? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we could um, print it off, take pictures of the whole thing with signature on the back. Okay. Yep. And Grant, I know a year or two ago, we signed something that was a code of conduct, but it looked more like it was for employees rather than commissioner members. Will this be in addition to what we signed before, or is this meant to uh, just clarify that we're not employees, we're board and commission members, and this is our code, not the other one? It, this is really in addition to, um, and okay. it, like you said, it, that the other one was um, really geared towards more um, employees as well as commission and board members. Um, and so this is something that's just specific to commission and board members and deals a lot with more of the types of um, uh, complexities or nuances that um, are found within this type of work for the city. Okay, so I, well, I should still keep that old one on in my own file and because it's still applicable then. Yes, yes. Okay, thank you. Hey, other questions, comments? Commissioner Seibel, I see you're unmuted. Do you have a question or? Well, I just, you know, as I read it, I, I, the only question I had is that when we look at um, the uh, conduct of members, it's section three, it seems um, unusually broad in a sense. It, it includes uh, professional and personal conduct of the members, and it goes on to include even the members of the public. It doesn't really say in discharge of our formal duties or anything like that, so it seems to be essentially covering you 24 7 365 regardless of whether or not you're on board business in that regard so I did that that was the only one that jumped out at me as being just a little bit of a reach I, I pride myself on meeting that that stipulation anyway but uh you know the intent of this I believe is really in the discharge of our duties I would imagine yeah it seemed really broad to me that one as well and it said above reproach which means uh, so perfect as to avoid any <laughs> criticism when you look yeah, at it. Yeah, the appearance of impropriety seems, you know, appear to who, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, appearance to who, right. Yeah, it's not going to stop me from signing it, but, uh, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a pretty high standard. Let's put it that way. And okay. I also have some reserve. I'll sign it and do my best to comply, but, uh, you know, that causes a little bit of soul searching when you're talking about appearance and to whom, you know. Yeah, who interprets it and, yeah. Okay, if you have questions, I'd encourage you to send them back prior to signing them, and then the grant could have the city attorney uh, respond and uh, take a look at it. Okay, other comments? No, okay, let's move on. Uh, communications, I don't have anything on here. I don't recall 
uh, having uh, too much communications through MAP or anybody else right now. Uh, report of the chairperson, there is none right now. Uh, report of the planning director. Uh, yes, so I have a couple of things that I wanted to report on. Um, one is that uh, actually uh, later tonight, early tomorrow morning, we'll have our first um, survey go out for City Modern. Um, and I know we've talked about the, um, the want to do a very open-ended initial survey. And so we'll have um, a couple of questions related to what we're asking uh, members of the public to, um, <clears throat> to provide some feedback to us related to topic or issue areas that they want the city to focus on as part of the master planning process. Um, we're also going to ask them to talk about some of the uh, things that they think are the best um, attributes that the city has to offer within that survey. Um, and the reason for that is because we're wanting to really get an understanding and people to think critically about not only just maybe issue areas or complaints that they have, um, but also some of the good things that happens within the community, um, things that they love and that they really enjoy about the community as well. So it's a bit of a kind of a two-folded thing, but it will be a very short survey um, intended to want to provide an open-ended opportunity for people to participate um, now. When uh, that survey will go live tomorrow um, and what will be available through the end of next week, we'll then uh, compile the results of that and bring that back for the commission to take a look at um, in a summary. Um, and of course, that will be part of uh, what then leads us into the next um, round of surveys, um, utilizing the topics that we receive as well as topics that we've talked about um, at the commission previously. Any questions on that? Seeing some, some heads. Yeah, sounds good. Up. All right. It's good, we're, good we're getting started. It's good we're getting started. It feels good to, to get started yeah. on that. And, and we're hoping to finish the, the Mo City Modern website as well um, in the next couple of days and have that go live um, for more of a landing page for the, the project um, too. Um, one other thing I want to talk about is actually um, a vacancy that was filled um, in the Borders and Commission or on the Planning Commission um, last night. Uh, we will have Miss Ariel Fields joining us at our next meeting on the 23rd. Um, she is the appointment that was vacated by um, Gail uh, last year. And so um, we'll, we'll be having her um, with us. We'll do a, an orientation. Um, actually tomorrow night, I think I have that scheduled with her to talk more about um, the commission's uh, responsibilities in detail, but um, we're happy to have her on board. Um, I do also wanna make mention that uh, this meeting this evening is actually the last one for Commissioner Hine. Um, he is going to be, uh, I guess, moving on to greener pastures or using his Tuesday nights in a different capacity um, going forward. But um, Dave has been with the commission since 2011. Um, he's actually our second longest serving member that we've had on the commission. So, um, so almost 10 years that Dave has been with, um, with the planning commission serving the city, um, probably has a lot of stories he can tell about the different projects and things that he's uh, been able to review. Um, I started with the city in 2013, and I can say that one of the earliest times um, I can recall really feeling uh, welcomed into the, the commission, which to be quite honest, it was rather intimidating as a young 20 something in that chamber um, with just the way and the caliber at, at which this body has conducted itself for a, a very long time. Um, walking into that um, early on Dave was a, um, the kind of um, disposition that really makes you feel welcome, makes you feel included, um, also not afraid to challenge you and uh, to ask um, questions that he um, has thought critically about. And so 
Um, so I know, um, I, at least from my perspective, I think um, you'll be missed, uh, Dave, and, and you've done a, a very great service to the, to the city um, since 2011. And we're very, um, very fortunate to have had you for this time period. Agree. Gonna miss yeah, you, Dave. Dave. We're gonna miss you. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you, guys. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I may just digress for a second or two. Is is to thank you, you all. I mean, you know, I, when I, having been on the commission not quite as long as Sean, but 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 for a while, you, you see the process work, you see the enthusiasm, the energy you guys have put into it, and you've got one a hell of a task in front of you. And so it's, you know, I think you're really very well equipped to handle it, to do well by the city and by the people in the city. So I'm very proud of you and the work I know you guys will do. So I think it's time for me, as he said, just about 10 years, I think it's time for me to move on and, and give uh, some uh, fresh mind and blood into this process. And again, thank you much for, you know, all the discussions and the support and the disagreements and the whatever we've had over the years, but it's, it's been great. Thank you. David, thank you. Thank you so much. You're going to really be missed. All right. Anything else? Yeah. Grant? Uh, so chairman, that actually does conclude my, um, my uh, report. Uh, we have not had any action by city council on other items that we've sent them recently, other than the, the new appointment last night. So I'll turn it back over to you. All right, great. Item number 11, items for the next agenda on March 23rd, 2021. Uh, we're gonna have site plan number 406. Looks like a site plan review. Is there a typo on the square footage? Is it only 2,486 square feet? Uh, that is not a, ty a typo. Um, it is a rather small building, uh, primarily drive-through. Um, okay. And you see the site, it's, it's um, got quite a few drive-through lanes that is attached to quite a small um, interior building. Okay. Uh, do we have a uh, square footage um, number where the staff could do this or that comes to us? Or So the reason why it's coming in front of you is due to the access um, that's being changed okay. onto Eastman Avenue, which is one of our triggers that brings it forward to the public hearing process. Got it. Okay. I just wanted to understand that. All right. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, next, does anybody want to do? Greg, Greg, just one point. Um, we'll also have site plan 405 then again next week, right? Yeah, yes, we will have the site plan tonight, but this, yeah, it wasn't on our list here. Also, we will do the deliberation uh, and consideration for some site plan that we looked at tonight, number 405. Thank you, Ted. Mr. Chair? Yes. If I may, is if you're to item number 12, may I, for the last time, say, Go. Move we adjourn? Do I have a second? Panasic second. All right, Dave, thank you. Let's have a roll call vote on this. You get one more thing, Dave. Oh. <laughs> All right, uh, Kohlinger. Yes. Rogers. Yes. Panasic. Yes. Bain. Yes. Seibel. Yes. Roderick. Yes. Mayville. Yes, bye Dave. And Hind. Yes. 
Mm -hmm. All right, we're adjourned. See you, Dave. Take care, guys. This program is presented by the MCTV Network, a service of the City of Midland, Michigan. This presentation coincides with programming on Midland Government Television, covering government affairs in the City of Midland.